This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, they are a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Alec Baldwin. Apparently, I was going to go with Oscar, King of Hollywood. Say that again in that voice. Oscar, King of Hollywood. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. So, what uh, voice would you like me to say it in? So I woke up late, so while it would just appear that this is a normal day, yes. we begin talking at 6 o'clock. The lead-up to this has been nothing but frantic sprinting, oh. throwing on clothes, grabbing a belt as I run out the door, that sort of thing, which is always a relaxing way to start your day. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I was running a tad late myself, but took a little more laid-back attitude about it. I had like two and a half minutes to spare. Mm. I uh this where I'm a light sleeper and today when the alarm went off um I was deep deep asleep that where am I what day is this mm. where I just completely you know is that when you're in deep REM sleep is that what's going on probably yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah I need more of that I had a marine buddy who used to talk a lot about the rhythms of sleep and the hour and a half cycles and how you've got to carefully plan I'm sure I, I don't doubt that that's probably true mm-hmm. Uh, which is better? Do you want to wake up in the middle of REM or not? No, probably oh, no, not. No, your, your dreams die because I feel you do that. I feel discombobulated. But uh. oh yeah, that'll last for a while. I suggest liberal lashings of coffee. Let's. Oh, I'll do that. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. I'm supposed to go panning for gold this weekend, of all things. Cool. I've done that. My kids love that. Yeah. I mean, it's actually part of a class project, believe it or not, for a geology class. So the girlfriend's got a geolo- You're taking a geology class? No, but the girlfriend is, and so I'm going to tag along and help pan gold. I'm going to get a miner's hat. You know, i got to see a picture of a miner and what they dressed like, and I'm going to dress just like that. Excellent. Excellent. You're dating a geologist? No, she's just uh, it's a, a class soon-to-be geologist? No. Is just this a, a high school <laughs> geology class? No, <laughs> no it no. isn't. Okay. Um, have you practiced your I've found some gold shout? No, I haven't. I, I what are you going to yell if you find? What if you're going to yell if you find a giant nugget at your feet? Um, I'm dumping you. I found, I'm going to go find somebody else. <laughs> oh no! 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 I'm just kidding. No, that's awful. My God, I hope she doesn't listen. She'd better be. I hope so. Yeah. 
No, you don't have like gold, gold, ready or anything like that. Or Eureka, Eureka, Eureka. Yeah, yes. Eureka's better probably. Or Holy F, yeah, something like Mother that. F. Look at the size of this. Mine, mine. Get away. Mine, mine, mine. All mine. Right. I hope you're gonna be armed, armed to the teeth. In case somebody tries to jump your claim. I hope she's asleep. I was uh, <laughs> playing in a band. Our uh, bass player was a geologist, and I would regularly think, what, what do you do every day? Mm. What, do you, what, do you, what do you go do? Got to get to work. And what? These rocks aren't going to look at themselves. <laughs> See that over there? That's a rock. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. And for those of you uh, who are not looking forward to the Oscars as I am, worry not. Today, I will have a condensed version. I have the gift of foresight. I will tell you not only who will win, but who should win. And that way, you don't actually have to watch the Oscars this there Sunday. There you go. Yeah, we were, taking, we were talking yesterday a list of uh, movies that should have won and movies that did win in the past. And one of them got left off the list. This, this is the biggest travesty of all time, in my opinion. I thought so at the time. When Shakespeare in Love beat out Saving Private Ryan for oh. Best Picture. <laughs> Shakespeare oh, and effing love right. that oh. nobody remembers now, let alone will remember through history. Charming enough rom-com. I mean, it was fine, but it's, you know. That was also a bit of the, the idol maker for the Weinstein film group as well. Oh, that was their first thing. Yes. They toppled. He spread around yeah. a little cash, a little rape, and uh, and got what he needed. Or one of the great war movies of all time that will be watched in 50 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is uh, Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, President Donald Trump's first tweet of this morning aimed directly at... Alex Baldwin. (laughs) President Trump not pleased with Alec Baldwin's comments about how painful it is to impersonate the president on Saturday Night Live. Trump, first tweet of the morning. Alec Baldwin, whose dying mediocre career was saved by his terrible impersonation of me on SNL, now says playing me was agony... Alec, it was agony for those who were forced to watch. Bring back Daryl Hammond, funnier and a far greater talent. <laughs> here, here. That was his uh, first tweet of the morning. I don't think uh, Alec Baldwin's career is dying, and that impersonation is pretty good. I just only needed to see it a couple of times. Right. You can't do it every single week with exactly the same jokes well, and expect yeah. me to enjoy it. And there's more spin on that first tweet. Of Apparently, the original tweet called him Alex Baldwin instead of Alec, and the president misspelled the word dying. Ah, well, what are you going to do? You're in a hurry. Mistakes quickly pounced on by Twitter followers, and the tweet was reset with Corrections. You know how time-consuming it is, slapping tariffs on various products? Yes. You haven't got time to mess around with yes. Alex Baldwin. Plus, Alex you Baldwin. got the, the Russian threat with their brand-new uh, multi-missiles that sure. the president didn't you know, really say much about. There's but, a lot uh, going on. Gonna do? Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, March 2nd, the year 2018, setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's okay, look at NBC. McMaster to resign as soon as next month. This never stops. Right. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. We're going to build our steel industry back, and we're going to build our aluminum industry back. Oh, man. We don't have the clip where he throws out the numbers. That's my favorite clip. looking for that one. That's a good one. Because it really sounded to me like he came up with them off the top of his head. Maybe he didn't. Come on now. Let's see. Trump bashing. What are the tariffs going to be? Steel, 25% aluminum, uh, 10% for a a long time, for many years. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I prefer to pronounce it aluminium. Like our British friends. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, We got Trump. uh, Trade wars rather in tweets. The White House blasting Oakland, California's mayor's warning about ice action. And I've got 
not to upstage Positive Sean, Oscar fun facts guaranteed to thrill and excite. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. So what are tariffs? What do they mean? Why why, why are so many Republicans unhappy with the president that he announced this? We'll uh, get somebody on to explain that. If you'd like later, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. It's amusing. It's uh, you know, it's, it's some d- d- deep inside information for you. Plus, we have clips of the week coming up. Yeah, it's just it's like we designed this show to drive away all of our listeners. But we've got somebody who described tariffs, and we're going to get into the uh, U.S. swimming team molestation thing, which is a huge story. True. But child rape and tariffs—that's what people want on well, Friday we'll work morning. Well, we're getting some gun control if we can. <laughs> who would, would want to hear that? I won't be a party to it. But uh, I'm going to talk about aluminium and its many uses. <laughs> Why we'd be making a grave mistake to get in an aluminium war. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So my son's having a sleepover with his two best friends tomorrow night because it's his birthday. Ah, that's nice. In a couple days. It's exciting. It is, but I just... Red letter day. I just don't feel like I got it. I just don't feel like I've got the energy. Oh, boy. Matching the energy of four boys with my other son. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Oof. I just don't know if I can do it. So they need a fair amount of supervising, huh? Can't just tell them, look, there's a lot of stuff to do out there. Go (laughs) knock yourselves out. Here's the keys to the tractor. (laughs) And then cleaning to get ready for it. Just, I wouldn't let my kid come to a house that looks like our house. Mm. Well, see, so you're cleaning for the parents. Because the eight-year-old boys don't give a damn, do they? Or do you think they'll report back those little I don't, rug rats? I don't know how you wouldn't. I mean, I've seen their house. I don't know how they wouldn't walk into our house and say, and then and then mention to their parents, their house doesn't look like our house. Oh, boy. Wow. Is it a, uh, should I be calling the county or what? That probably wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> you say you wouldn't let your kids go to a house that looks like yours, but they're there every day. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So true. You so can true. send every kid home with a mouse. <laughs> That's a party favor. <laughs> Beautiful, Michael. <laughs> oh, mailbag is coming up in a minute. But right now, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Everybody looks like the Terminator and can throw a javelin right in the middle of the sun, right? I'd watch that. Maybe gold for the U.S. Can he get it? He can! Five on the board for Team USA! We've got to do background checks. If we see a sicko, I don't want him having a gun. We got to give them immediate access to taking those guns away. And if you don't like boobs, you should not go see Red Sparrow. I believe that President Putin has clearly come to the conclusion there's little price to play here. Bingo. He's going to be getting a $10 million retirement package if he can jump up and catch it with his mouth. <laughs> and number one, oh my God, thanks to Chris Pratt. How sweet was that? Star Lord praying for me. Um, uh, but number two, um, yeah, please don't fight over stuff like that. It's a waste of time. 
because they want illegal aliens to vote, but they don't want you to know about it or complain. That is called fraud. Wait, do you want me to put your shoes back on for you? You're going in the break. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> no, we can no I just, I just. I'm a mom. I can do that. No, but. A plucky, plucky chipper mom. Mm. Got a good text. Uh, we mentioned we're talking about um, tariffs and child molestation today on a Friday morning. Oh. Who would listen to that show? Uh. Any chance you guys could work in abortion school prayer? Oh, boy. I miss the days when you guys covered real news stories like rednecks fighting bears and bears eating kayaks and guys who looked like bears being forced to eat their own hair. You know or what? Bigfoot. Where did the fun go? Whoever you are, I want to do a radio show with you instead. <laughs> Captain Killjoy over here, please. I can't blame Jack. Well, we, look, if there is a redneck fighting a bear anywhere in America, by God, we will find him. And we will tell you about him this morning. There's anybody spotted Bigfoot and has a detailed description of him and a charming drawl. We will bring that to you. Mailbag. Whoa. So we had a gentleman thank us yesterday for uh, getting his boring day off to a good start. Vicky writes, how to never be bored. Listen to Armstrong and Getty while you're doing anything. You will not be bored, even vacuuming or cleaning toilets. It gives me real joy to picture us accompanying you on your toilet cleaning. I can't hardly do, uh, like, household chores without listening to something. That's that's what gets me through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, yes? Music or books on tape or just whatever. It just has to be something. Uh, Usually either my news shows or books. book, uh, Book TV, yeah. Really? You do chores to book TV? Yeah. Do you have speakers all over your house? Or? Uh, headphones. Oh, I see. Wireless headphones. Right I couldn't live without wireless headphones. I, I live my life with wireless headphones. What kind you got? I got a couple of pairs that just were terrible. You got to search for the good ones. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But man, yeah, just taking laundry back and forth to the rooms, everything like that. I listen to all my, uh, what I got to do. You've mastered technology. Well done. Love that. Michael's traffic tips. Joe, for the love of God, someone stop Michael from broadcasting his inclement weather traffic driving tips. I think my community may be taking him at his word. They must be the same crowd that needs the pretty, pretty news people to tell them to drink water in the summer. LOL. Your show keeps me infotained. Love you guys. Ryan and Sacto. Thank you, Ryan. B.S. Michael, don't actually ever change. You're hilarious. Plus, you've probably saved lives by informing people that when it begins raining... Honk every 50 feet? That's correct. Put chains on your car? Yeah. Roll down your window and shout a warning. I approach, I approach. (laughs) It's all about saving lives. That's right. Well done. So the topic line here was uh, from Matt, best Che Guevara t-shirt bag with the South American psychopaths uh, portrait on there that idiot college students like to wear because it makes them feel dangerous. You're only dangerous to yourselves, morons. Moving along. (laughs) Wow. Moving along. I'm a captain in the Air Force from California. I was stationed at Minot Air Force Base, North Dakota, for three years. That state is so godforsaken terrible that if anyone in California ever asked me what I did in the Air Force, I would tell them I lived in North Dakota, so you don't have to. That's Will and Eden, Oklahoma, just a mediocre state to live in. Well, I would point out, as we pointed out yesterday, nobody lives in, quote-unquote, a state. You live in a very small part of a state, and all 50 states. From urban to completely alone in the woods. Right. And everything in between. And I would say he's from California. Is yes. that what he said earlier? Yeah. yeah. I have moved all over the country. I know this is true. 
people think where they are, where they grew up is the best place to be. That's just the way you're built, apparently. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that that's better. And for some reason, they've, 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 they've extrapolated that to, like, uh, data or something. Yeah, well, it's confirmation bias. You look for things that's... You've lived nowhere else in your whole life. Right. Where you are is the best place. Right. What a what a lucky coincidence for you that you happen to be born where you would like the most. Well, he lived in Minot. Mm-hmm. And found it Minot very pleasing. And I guarantee you, I'd bet you $1,000, somebody who grew up in Minot, who was stationed in California for three years. I mean, I've got a friend like this from Iowa who would talk endlessly about how much they hate California. Right. Because they didn't grow up there. Yep. It's a different world for them. People growing up in uh, Minot known as the Minotinous. I just think people would be better off if they recognized that in terms of going places, meeting people, having to move, all that sort of stuff. You're anti-prejudice? That you're just you're 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 built to like where you're from. It's sure. not based on anything that real. Except when you're I like seven. I just love yes. Indiana. Yes, Hillary, we've heard. Um, except when you're like uh, sixteen to nineteen years old, then you despise where you're from. Yeah, for but and and almost never leave there or come back mm. after you've left, which is usually what people do. So Darlene writes, uh, I transplanted to miserable Indiana, which was low, low, low on the scale. Greetings from a California transplant to Indiana state, which is anything but miserable. We've been here 12 years. I was thrilled to find your podcast as I was a faithful listener while living on the left coast. Keep doing what you do. You make me laugh and think every day. We will do that, Darlene, because we have no other skills. But thank you. Uh, Indiana, for instance. Are you in Gary, Indiana? The decaying post-industrial crime-ridden. It's actually improved lately, but, you know, the tough, tough, tough part. Are you in southern Indiana uh, on the banks of some gorgeous river in the middle of a forest? It's just an exquisite, gorgeous part of America. Are you living in south-central L.A.? You living in Mendocino? I mean, come on now. I, what I would like more people to do, and as we found out the other day, there's a stat out that we're at the lowest rate of this in at least a half a century. I would like people to find where they can support themselves and their children and live there. <laughs> where they can get uh, a job. A charming notion. And, and support themselves. That's where I'd like everybody to live. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's time for this already? What? Time for Leonard Skinner? It's Skinner time, everybody. Got a note from uh, some, some Mormon folks who say, if you're a Mormon... Utah Mormons don't like non-Utah Mormons. They seem to have a problem with pride. Mm. Utah ranked very high on the states. There you go. Come on, Utah Mormons. How about the welcoming spirit, the open arms? Come on now. So Marshall's going to get us into the news of the day. And uh, yeah. Sean's got his Oscar preview later. All good stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm entertaining four boys for a sleepover, and it's going to be rainy the entire time, and uh, so we're going to be stuck in our house, which, as I mentioned before, is a bit messy. Um, I think I'm going to introduce them to the uh, the joys of a, a seven-hour game of Monopoly oh, on a rainy day. <laughs> we'll play for like an hour, and they'll say, does anything fun ever happen? And No. Nothing fun ever happens. No. We're not building up to a point where it's fun. No. It stays like this the whole time. <laughs> That's not the idea at all. No, you're going to stay playing until you bankrupt your brother. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to use for restraints? Velcro or something a little more uh, hardcore? I, with, the, with the modern child, and I know I wouldn't blame them, I can't imagine getting 15 minutes into a real game of Monopoly before they... And I've done my taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's like doing taxes. I know. At some point when we were playing Monopoly, somebody would just get disgusted and shake the board and go, Earthquake! Earthquake! 
making him shoot a fly off. That'd be it. And then you'd punch him and go yeah. outside to play. Exactly. It really proves that there was nothing else to do back in the day that Monopoly existed. Because yeah. it's not fun. You I think it was to designed work. to drain as much time as possible. It could have been just, yeah, yeah. time kill. Yeah. You could put them to work. You got four boys. Home repair. Show That's them the right. joys of home repairs. Got yeah. some weeding to do. Right. Whoever yeah, pulls the most weeds gets the biggest piece of birthday cake. <laughs> All right, let's get started. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is saying trade wars can be a good thing following his sure. announcement that in the U.S. we will soon implement tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. So we're going to build our steel industry back and we're going to build our aluminum industry back. It'll be 25% for steel. It'll be 10% for aluminum. And it'll be for a long period of time. There you go. It sounds like an opening gambit to me. Everybody's got their hair on fire, as usual, about everything. Uh, well, we'll talk more about this. You don't but, think yeah. that's uh, noteworthy that the president announces something that hasn't been done for a very long time, and the last right. time it was done wasn't very successful? Oh, it's absolutely noteworthy. Without yeah. anybody on his staff knowing he was going right. to announce it, and, and and no way to answer questions from the press or the business world or anything like that about how when it will be implemented or how it will be implemented or how long it will take. Or it's what. absolutely notable, but it's notable with the asterisk uh, Donald J. Trump. It's an opening gambit. It's a strong come out, sit down at the table, I demand everything. And then as it works its way through the WTO, it'll get softened or evened out. Or I just, I don't think it's as why big you, a deal as... Why do you think he does it this way? He's just always done it that way. To punish his staff? <laughs> so that they got to run around. Uh, no, no, I know exactly what he's talking about. I'll be back with you in just a minute. Yes. No, I, I, I just think that's the way he always ran his, yeah. like, uh, building golf courses business. And he had a small enough insular family staff that it didn't really matter. And he's either doesn't appreciate the difference being president, <clears throat> president, or doesn't care. I just think that's his style. Yeah, you have. To, you, I agree. You run everything through the Trump right. filter, and right. you, you take it differently. Like I don't blame the various news sources this week who are making a really big deal about his. Uh, doing away with due process comments. You, you can't blame them. I mean, the president it's of the United States... insane thing to say. The president of the United States declared we might start taking guns first and then start doing our investigating after yeah. that. Right. Which would be a, a, unbelievable. Well, he suspended pres- the Constitution. Yeah. Right. Here um, it comes. Everybody's guns are going to be taken He away. warned us. Should have listened. But you know, with Donald Trump, it's just, you know, he doesn't mean it. He could be talked out of it in five minutes. Right. He says all kinds of things and then right. never brings them up again. But, I mean, it's perfectly legitimate. If Barack Obama had said that, people would be going crazy. Sure. There'd be impeachment talk immediately. Right. Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Austin wouldn't be able to stop talking about, what are we going to do with this person? This is insane. But that's because you took Obama seriously with everything he said. Right. You assumed he thought about it for a while and meant it. You don't assume that Trump means it. Or thought about it for a while, right? Right. For better or worse. The Canadians, our biggest supplier of aluminium, as I prefer to pronounce it, they're getting all angry. They're yelling and stomping. They've thrown down their toucan mittens. They're ready to brawl. But we're not getting into a trade war with Canada. I just don't believe it. It's weird out of a president, but we've we've all got relationships like this. If my wife says, I think we should go to Las Vegas, I would think, wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Like, you know, she's thought this through and we're planning it. Right. I've had friends who say, well, I'll go to Vegas. And I know they don't mean it. They <laughs> right. just thought it right. in their head. Wow, good parallel. They're never going to mention it again. I mean, good uh, comparison. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I will. I, I think I know what Trump is up to, though. We won't go all tariff, uh, but I think I know what he's up to, and I think it's a good idea. He's a businessman. He went to the Wharton School of Business. He got great grades. He's got a better memory the best than anyone. grades. That's uh, right. The memory. I forget about the yeah, memory because I don't have a memory like him. An aluminum can can take as little as 60 days to return his new sense recycling. Back to you wow. guys. Wow. Fun That's, aluminum fact. There you go. The White House. It's my favorite of all the metals. The White House, meanwhile, slammed Oakland's Mayor Libby Schaaf's warning about ice raids in Northern California. During yesterday's briefing, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders was asked, What was the President's reaction to what the Mayor of Oakland, California, did last weekend when she tipped off residents that there was an imminent immigration raid coming? Uh, does he... Was, does he feel that the uh, mayor broke the law and now the Justice Department's looking into that? I think it's outrageous that a mayor would circumvent uh, federal authorities and certainly put them in danger by making a move uh, such as that, and that's currently under review uh, by the Department of Justice, and I don't have anything else to add. Olivia? There you go. There were hundreds of really dangerous people who they did not nab. Now, how many of them because of the warning? Don't know. How many of them would they have gotten? It's hard to say. But... I guarantee you, people will be raped, beaten, shot, murdered, robbed, hurt by some of those people who the the, the ridiculous, way out of line mayor of Oakland protected. There will be damage. There will be victims from her act. Switching gears, the Oscars Sunday, Jimmy Kimmel hosts, and the really big news this morning, it has been confirmed... Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are returning to present the Best Picture Award. That's hilarious. That is good. That is hilarious. Yes. A year older. Mm. Yes. <laughs> of course, it was not Warren Beatty's fault. They gave him the wrong damn envelope. Yeah, yeah if you were a little younger, a little sharper, you yeah. might have been able to pick up on the it said for Best Actress there on top of it. Right. And, you know. Yeah, but he was nervous. He's ancient. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> All right. Listen to the elder abuse I'm hearing right now. It's verbal, but it's abuse. And one other note, something new in those fabulous Oscar gift bags that are handed out to the nominees. Cans of pepper spray along with two personal body alarms and a kit that tells you if your drink has been drugged. What kind of a joke is that? A company making the personal safety product says, telling Yahoo they're offering a helping hand in the Me Too movement by offering products aimed at the harassment culture that has permeated the entertainment industry. That's not a joke. It's just, it's a gift. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Seems like a pretty edgy gift. Here's your, here's your gift bag because your producer might rape you tonight. Well, it is rapey wood, Jack. Where Oscar is king. Oof, I would stay away from that. A break out the pepper spray. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'm disgusted by. Oh, sorry, Squawky. I'm uh, a number of people, by the way, signing off on their e- their emails. Uh, K S T E keeps squeezing that eagle. Ah, yeah. Very good. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate the very idea of the Oscars now. I'm disgusted by the concept. Really? I the still thought of it. I still like the idea of what are the best movies out there that I will, in theory, see someday. You know what? Print a list. I'll look at it. <laughs> do Sean's Oscar picks have anything to do with melting down the Oscars to assign their value? No. <laughs> no, they do not. Just regular, here what's the best stuff, here's what should win, which we'll do later, among other things. Um, and yeah, later in the show at 804, we're going to talk to a former Olympic hopeful swimmer who was abused in the U.S. swimming abuse racket, apparently, that they had built up over years. Now, there's a volleyball coach that's out now, apparently um, 
America's volleyball program was perved up, too. You've got young people with dreams. They're the perfect victims in a lot of uh, big-time athletics. Crazy. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Just saw this stat in USA Today. Half of Americans would rather pay double for a product than buy it from a brand that is harmful to society. Double? Uh, that's what. That's easy to say. Easy to say. I might pay well, a little more. Talk is cheap. Not... Ironically. It is ironic. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> you ever heard of the uh, the medical tourism? Where maybe you go to Mumbai to get your knee surgery done because it's way, way cheaper, even with the travel? Well, here's a little tip from Uncle Joe. Don't go to Kenya for your brain surgery. That story coming up. Mm. His home country in Kenya. That's right, Michelle. I'd do a lot of research before I went to a foreign land and had them cut me open for a lot cheaper. Uh, a lot yeah, of research. Oh, sure. Well, and you should. Well, you should. Uh, we we didn't talk about this for whatever reason. We have not talked about Ben Carson's $31,000 uh, furniture. Dining room set, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a big dining room. Remember Ben Carson? He ran for president, kind of a sleepy-eyed doctor who uh, Trump said was not a very good doctor. He used to beat people with bricks. Do you remember the guy? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Violent, uh, troubled youth, uh, tough neighborhood, young black man, grew up to be a brilliant and innovative brain surgeon, brain surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. And a uh, role model, a beautiful, beautiful man who apparently likes a beautiful, beautiful dining room set. He uh, was named by Trump after Trump badmouthed him and humiliated him through the campaign. He badmouths and humiliates everybody. Decent point. Trump uh, made him the secretary, Ben Carson, the secretary of housing and urban development known as HUD. And for whatever reason, they decided they needed a new dining room set. Uh, they had the, the the current dining room set they had uh, was uh, circa 1967. No, it's an embarrassment. And so they decided to get a new one. And even though uh, the limit is $5,000 for redecorating or refurbishing, unless Congress approves more, they decided to go out and spend $31,000 on on this furniture. Dinner table events. Yeah, that's right, man. Not that many pieces. I don't know if you've shopped for furniture, but if I was going to get a table, chairs, and a hutch. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking we're going to throw out 32 grand. How many place settings uh, place? Do we do we know uh, that? You know that's true. I don't know Cuz I don't know if the HUD dining room is like seats 150 for events or something like that. I mean that would be different. I I would tend Decent to doubt it. point. I don't know that. If it's a 20 foot long table with 15 chairs, that makes a difference. I don't know that. Well, the criticism of his uh purchase Still of course seems has been like gr- a lot. Does seem like a lot. Well, maybe they have a lot of people to dinner. And, of course, all the criticism has been met with the cry of racism, criticizing a black man when he finally achieves a high... Oh, no, that's right. Nobody in the mainstream media is claiming that at all, because he's a Republican black man, which means he's not really a black man. Come on. Now, Ben Carson has come out and said, I had no idea this happened. I had nothing to do with it. Nobody told me. I told them to cancel the order. 
Interesting. Others are saying there's no freaking way in hell anybody ordered $31,000 of furniture without his him signing off on it. Mm. And that there's no possible way that that's true. And people are blaming his wife who uh, got in charge of the how we're going to decorate the dining room thing. Hanson, we need a guest who's an expert on government dining room procurement policies. No, I don't think you do. I think you need somebody from uh, from any of your relationship magazines because it sounds like a husband-wife <laughs> thing to me. Just sounds like a husband-wife thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, the dining room set. This does look a little old. That'd be fine. I'll, yeah. I'll let you take care of that. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> care, honey. And I don't she, care. And she went with that and decided to spend $32,000. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I hate that sort of thing. It's, it's taxpayer money. I'm a taxpayer. I don't care if you sit on Ikea furniture. I mean, I just don't care. Right. I suppose it's got to be a little better than that, but it doesn't need to be very good. And if you want it to be better, y'all are rolling around in gazillions of dollars from campaign contributors. How about, how about you, your, your campaign contributors pay for your nice office stuff? They like you so much. It'd be a tiny amount of the money that you get coming into your campaigns. Doesn't that make sense? The federal For a lot of the stuff that they do. Well, the federal government's eight to ten times bigger than it needs to be in every way. So, yeah. How about you sell, like, 50% of your buildings and land and the rest of it? You want a nice dining room set? Use that money. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is such a racket. Government has always been a racket. God, My think, God, read your history. I think I myself would think, you know what? If it's going to cost $8,000, I'll pay for it, and it'll be my donation to, because it's furniture that'll be used for years to come, they say. It'll be my donation to this or whatever. I, I've heard enough, Jack, for housing and urban development. I'm not going to take the taxpayer's money and do it, but everybody's comfortable doing that once they of get course. there. Of course. Or flying around first class or flying her wife overseas or what have you. It, and and you know it's funny is administration after administration same stuff happens, different faces. If it's Republicans in the Democrats scream like it's just it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, we can't take this, and then the sides switch and then they flip flop back and forth like watching a tennis ball going back and forth, and and it either doesn't occur to people or nobody cares that they're all the same. I think it's that nobody cares. They get caught up in the game. I don't know that Ben knew about this, but it's it's a travesty in my opinion. And it's and it's with the argument people always use it to drop a money. It's not even a rounding error in the amount of money our government's correct. That's no reason to spend like if it was my taxes, if you took thirty one thousand dollars of my taxes I've paid and spend it on f- furniture, I wouldn't like that. Does it make you want to hit somebody with a brick? What else did Ben Carson do? He tried to stab someone, but hit their belt buckle. Right. He tried to stab his buddy. Did he try to hit his mom with a brick? Well, he was a young, an angry, frustrated young man with anger problems and a terrible environment, and he acted out. Jack seemed to think it's funny. I think it's a beautiful story of redemption and growth, uh, culminating in a hell of a nice dining room set, which is, you know, which is nice. I'll bet he grew up with a crappy dining room set. I'm sure he did. Kind of the spindly-legged, formica-y looking stuff that was popular in the 60s. I remember it. I grew up with it myself. Sure. Every time a new person in government gets their office, I think they need to start at ground level. You get beanbag chairs and inflatable furniture. When your approval ratings get above certain thresholds, we can start working our way up to patio, wood, some nicer things. <laughs> patio, that, patio furniture. That, that would be my stat. That would be my solution. Well, for most of these uh, the, the offices, you're a senator or a house member or whatever, there were millions of dollars spent on your campaign. How about you, you get elected in an office? Part of what comes with the deal is your campaign, the people that wanted you to be in office so much, they pay for some furniture for you, as opposed to the taxpayer. I think that's the way it'll work. Anyway, that's enough of that problem. Um, I, I couldn't I, it's agree also, more. It's also um, 
getting the really fancy stuff is a little bit more toward the we're we're a royal family stuff. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's palace stuff. America wants a king. People want a king. That's why this country is designed to, to make sure it doesn't happen, because it, 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 not this idea that, oh, Americans are so pro-freedom and uh, we will never... No, the idea is that people naturally want a big daddy. The fact that during one of the debates, Ben Carson, who's nationally known, you know, he separated those 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 twins that That's were right. joined to the brain or whatever. Right. And, and Trump said, from what I hear, he's not that good a doctor. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Oh, my God, that was a great campaign. In spite of that <laughs> indefensible moment, uh, I will uh, defend his, his tariff idea. Joe's pro-tariffs? <laughs> you know, I'll speak for myself, thank you very much. I thought that's what you're saying. I was just trying to summarize. No, don't bother. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.